We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, ladies and gents, boys and girls, happy Monday. What is going on? Victory Monday. Appreciate you all tuning in. Chris Phillips here, the Daily Crow. There we go. Of the Spurs Up show. What is going on? And folks, winning is fun. Winning is very fun. We already smoked the Aggie Pack on Saturday night. You see this one's still in the wrapper. I'm not going to smoke this in studio. I was talking to somebody this morning. We're going to save the in-studio stove for a very, very special occasion down the road. But just know that the packs are on deck. The Aggie. And I appreciate my friends over Colonel Cigars. Phone line ready ringing here. Hunter, what's going on, man? How are you? Nothing much, man. Uh, just stoked we won on Saturday. Uh, but I, was, I was actually there for my first game for the Carolina game on Saturday night, and probably one of the best experiences I've ever had. Yeah, you picked a damn good one, my friend. You picked a damn good one. Uh, yeah, that was electric. I was also in the building, obviously. I'm in an electric atmosphere, my friend. Yeah, for sure. And um, so I have a question. Uh, so say if we beat Mizzou, Bandy, and hypothetically would we beat if we beat Florida because we have to uh, play them at their home game. Um, what do you think we What do you think we might be ranked at? Uh, if you win the next three in a row, <clears throat> hypothetically, I mean, I think you could be ranked in the top. 15 i mean possibly yeah i I think i think certainly you could be right in the top 15 man i I think it's very i mean i think it's very doable i mean i think i think if you keep winning obviously especially if you get that one at florida uh i think that would be a big one so um yeah i mean sky's the limit man sky's the limit i i I don't uh you know i i don't vote in the ap poll so i I have no idea you know where they'll put south carolina but uh, yeah you keep winning the rankings will take care of themselves for sure, yeah. No, it was definitely one of the best, uh, best, best experience. I mean, you got the Carolina fan. I was on the visitor side, so I was kind of uh, a lot, you know, near a lot of uh, A&M fans. Right. And you should have seen the, you should have seen the Carolina fans, and you know, A&M fans were just like talking shit to each other. It was just funny, funny as hell. And mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're actually, I think they're getting to a point where they're about to fight too. And I think somebody was about to break it up and stuff. And you know, it, was, it was funny. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you had fun, Hunter. Man, again, it was an it was a magical experience. Again, I was in the building and uh, just from start to finish. I mean, you kind of you kind of knew side, after the opening kick it was going to be our night. So, which side were you on? I was standing in the turnstile above where they run out. So, 
Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. You're on that side. Yeah, I was uh, near – I was, like, almost facing the Ferris wheel, basically, so – I'm not going to keep you holding, so um, I'm watching you. Yeah, man. Appreciate you, Hunter. Thanks so much for the call, man. Really, really good stuff. Yeah, phone lines are going to be ringing off the hook today. Uh, So just be considerate of time when you call in. I'm going to close the phone lines for a second uh, just so I can tell you about our friends over at Prize Picks, guys. Of course, the Daily Crow brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app. Go to prizepicks.com. When you do, use the promo code TSUS. You're going to receive a 100% deposit match up to. $100, and guys, of course, it's all prop plays. You can play any and every single sport. College sports, of course, NFL, NHL, MLB, NBA, you name it, they have got it. That's our friends at Prize Picks. Download the app or go to prizepicks.com. Use that promo code TSUS to receive a 100% deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Also, guys, we got my good friend Steven Garcia Former Gamecocks quarterback. He will join the show in about 10 minutes or so. Let's confirm with the Roach King. But he will join in about 10 minutes or so to talk everything from Saturday night's game. And I'm really excited because Steven was on the sidelines on Saturday night. So he got a very unique vantage point. Again, folks, it feels good to be good. It feels good to win. It's I'm still on cloud nine. I am truly still on cloud nine. Winning is fun. Confirmed winning is fun. Guys, I'm going to open the phone lines back up. I just wanted to get the ad read. And I was like, I don't even think I'm going to get the ad read if I don't close the phone lines for two minutes. Phone lines are open. I want to hear from you. This is a celebratory victory money. There ain't a slap dick on planet Earth that can bring me down today. Um, again, I know a lot of folks, for whatever reason, fans. On that note, let's jump to the phone lines here. Nikki Brown, Greenwood, South Shout out to Greenwood. What's up, man? How are you? Hey, <laughs> doing great, doing great. Big win for the cops. Big um, win indeed, man. I, was, I had to um, work, work that night, so I was watching the, the scores and highlights on the computer, and I was all down on – Rattler, but after getting home and watching that first half, I mean, I feel like he was doing his job. He was hitting receivers, and there was like four or five pass interference calls that weren't called. Mm. I was just wondering what's your thoughts on his overall performance. Yeah, you know, I thought uh, I thought Spencer Rattler played fine. I, I, I know the numbers don't look great, but uh, like, like you mentioned, he was the victim of a lot of drops, uh, some no calls and the PIs. Um, I thought he took care of the football. You know, obviously the play that he was hit from the blind side. I know Shane Beamer said he's got to get rid of the ball quicker, but, I mean, what is he supposed to do there? Um, got to have a second longer to get that ball out. Uh, you know, I thought he made some throws in that game, and I can't wait to hear Steven Garcia's vantage point. I thought he made some throws that, um, you know, they were throws that you looked at and you said, this is why you brought him to South Carolina. They, they were throws that only a handful of quarterbacks in the country can make. So, I, I thought he played fine. Um all things considered, I thought he played fine. I thought he played well. I'm not going to say he played like All-American or anything. I thought he played fine. I, I wasn't disgruntled leaving that game uh, with Spencer Rattler's play. Again, he wasn't perfect. I think there were some drops, though, certainly, that uh, that hurt his calls in that ball game. But all in all, I, I wasn't too displeased with his performance. All right. Well, I was just calling to make the comment. Yeah, man. Yeah, and I appreciate the call. Thank you so much. Yeah, I, I've seen a lot of commentary regarding Spencer Rattler. I, I didn't have an issue with the way he played. I, I really didn't. I did not have an issue with the way 
Spencer Rattler played. I, I thought he got a lot of – I'm not going to call the criticism unfair, but, I, you know, I, I just thought, you know, the, a couple of those drops really hurt him. And, you know, you only get a couple of opportunities in SEC games to make those plays, right, when you're playing quality teams. And you just got to make those plays, bottom line. Let's jump to the phone lines. Here we go. John Edward, what's up, man? How you doing? Dude, great. Obviously. Uh, I just want to make some comments. I know a bunch of people want to call in, and then you got Steven here in a few minutes. But I want to make comments. I'm like, I was on stage, you know, watching my game from home. And, dude, I, I can just tell from home when the cat, you know, took off and what on that stuff was done. Dude, I've heard William Frank Canyon loud a lot in my life. I've never heard it that loud in my life. Yeah, it was loud. <laughs> it was. It was uh, it was raucous for sure, man. That that opening kickoff was that that was about as magical a moment as you're gonna get. It, it, you know, I I had folks telling me it reminded them a lot of the Ace Sanders kick or punt return, excuse mm-hmm. me, against Georgia back in 2012. So, I mean, it was electric, man. It, it was electric, and for a fan base that's kind of been sitting on the edge, waiting for that breakout moment, sort of kick the door down. We talked about last week. I mean, what a way to do it. What a way to start. Um, Absolutely. Incredible. So, yeah, I mean, that, that was that was electric. And I talked about this on the podcast that dropped today, man, but the, the roar after the fact that it just, like, kept going and going and it fed right into sandstorm. And then, you know, you get Darius's pick. And, you know, I, I'm thankful that the final result didn't end up this way, but it reminded me so much, honestly, of the 2017 Kentucky game where we started yeah. out and just were red hot. Uh, again, I'm glad the final result didn't play out the same way that one did. But I mean that that was a that was a start out of a dream, man. I mean, it was a start out of a dream. There's no other way to say it. So, no, absolutely. And then, um, you know, just to you know, wake up on Sunday, I went to church, and then I got back from church, and you wait till yeah, I don't know, one forty-five, one fifty for the poll to come out, and just I, it, it's been like what four years since you've seen a number mm-hmm. besides your our name. Yeah, dude, it's it's, it's wild. Mean, yeah, to, to be ranked. I mean, I I think again, is it the end all be all? Does it mean everything? No, but no. to be but to be no. ranked, it just you know you 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 feel like you have a quality football team, and it's a step. It's a step. You know, again, it's not the end all be all, but it's a step, and it's cool. It's cool. I think people should be happy. Hell, I'm happy. I'm happy the Gamecocks are ranked. It's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. Now you got to build on it and stay there. But uh, yeah, it's a hell of an accomplishment, man, for Shane Beamer and that program. And you know, it just it feels good to be good. I mean, there's no other way to put it. Winning is fun. <laughs> Feels good to yeah. be good. I I I uh I am nothing but giddy and overjoyed and ecstatic, and I feel the same way right now. I felt Saturday night after the game. I, I mean, I'm I'm just overflowing with joy. I'm not going to sit here today, probably tomorrow. At some point, right? I'm going to transition, and we're going to look at Mizzou. But if you're doing anything, I think other than celebrating this victory and being ecstatic for where your team is, I think you're just missing the mark, man. I'm not going to be sitting here and. Well, let's dive into the film and look at every little thing we did wrong. And, dude, we won. We won. We're five and two. We're ranked. I don't give yeah. a damn, bro. I'm happy as hell. I'm celebrating with everybody on the Daily Crow all week. That's what we should be doing because it feels good to be good. So, yeah. And I'll touch on, uh, I know we'll, we'll probably talk Missouri, you know, later on in the week. But, uh, dude, uh, yeah, man, I probably can't wait to uh, actually be there Saturday afternoon and I'll. I will definitely be uh, dropping by the uh, the tailgate on Saturday. Yeah, man, for sure. We'll be out there. Yeah, TSUS tailgate, spot 78, man. We'd love to have you come by. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, I'll be sure to come by. Yeah. Uh, all right, dude, that's all I got. And I want to keep you, keep you long, but uh, I'll probably call him real quick and get to see you Saturday, my guy. 
Yeah, man. John Edward, I appreciate it, man. Always a pleasure to chat with you. Guys, I'm going to go ahead and close the phone lines because we got Steven Garcia on in, what, three minutes, two minutes or so. He's going to jump in here in just a second. Uh, Robbie Davis been trying to call in all morning, and the phone line's been clogged up. Uh, it was so awesome. I actually saw Robbie Davis. So I was standing in that turnstile. I looked down, and there's Robbie Davis. Just, just, just. Sitting there in the flesh, the legend. So I'm sure I'm sure we'll talk about that at some point on this show today. And again, I've closed the phone lines now. So if you're trying to call in, we got Steven Garcia on in three minutes. Um, so I want to get him on. And then we'll take all your questions the entire second hour. We might not even take a break because I know the phone lines are going to be ringing off of the hook. Panic Ritter texts in. He says, Panic Ritter was wrong. Hopefully don't let me down. I'm still worried about the next two games. Panic Ritter, you can panic. J- just give us a couple days. Just give us a couple days. I, I give you permission to panic. Try to enjoy it. You know what I mean? Try to enjoy it. Um, let's see. Guys, again, thank you all so much for tuning in. Truly, sincerely. Um, cannot say enough, man. Saturday was magical. From the tailgate to the actual game itself to uh, to everything in between. I, I mean, it was legendary. Seeing, again, that, you know, I, I keep saying this after every game day at home, but – seeing the Beamer Ball merchandise all over the place. You see, I put the towel. That's my towel from Saturday, by the way, that I was waving around in Willie B. Put the towel up. It just felt right. Uh, seeing folks rocking the merch and the Beamer Ball stuff. And, I mean, it was just incredible, man. So, listen, I, I know I know things are not perfect. I know we still have some shortcomings on the offensive side. It was extremely ugly at times on the offensive side on Saturday, no doubt. But, guys, the bottom line is this. We're 5-2. and two. We're 25th in the country. We just beat Texas A&M for the first time in school history. We've won four games in a row for the first time since 2013. Wake up, smell the roses. Oh, by the way, we're favored going into our game at home this weekend. And we're going to be favored in our next two ball games at minimum. Wake up and smell the roses, man. Feels good to be good. I'm giddy. I'm ecstatic. Again, this pack will be smoked at some point this week. The AM pack, the Aggie pack already got smoked. If you could understand what I was saying, I'd do the entire show with a stick in my mouth. Carolina Cigars, by the way. Shout out my fine folks over at Carolina Cigars. They were the suppliers. We sold out. We sold out of our Aggie packs on Saturday. Sold out of them. Shout out Tom. Shout out Eric. Shout out the entire Carolina Cigars crew. We sold out of the Aggie packs. You guys were sending me pictures and videos of you smoking the Aggie pack. Shout out my guy, John Rice, by the way, that tunes into this show basically every single day. Much love, my guy. And obviously, we tailgate together. We get back to the tailgate. I said, you know, I'm going to wait like Kentucky. I'm going to wait till Sunday afternoon. We're going to smoke the Aggie pack. He said, you're going to smoke it right now. We're going to smoke this thing together. Sure enough, we did. Legendary. The rest is history. Thank you, John, for, uh, for kicking me in the rear end when I needed it. We had a blast out at the tailgate. Again, guys, we're waiting on the Roach King. Uh, in the meantime, let me tell you this. Speaking of Carolina Cigars, I'm very excited to announce details to follow very soon. We will have a hangout. I'm not exactly sure the details. Most, More than likely just going to be a hangout. But anyways, in a couple of weeks, the week of the Vanderbilt game. Yes, the week of, no, excuse me, the week of the Florida game. Week of the Florida game. Yours truly going to be heading down to the low country. A little low country tour. Right, We're doing the Vandy watch party at the Carolina Ale House in Somerville. That Wednesday night, the week of Vandy, we're going to do a hangout. Might stream it live as well. Hangout at the Carolina Cigars 
Cigar Lounge down in Hilton Head Island. Guys, going to be a fantastic time for all my stogie smokers out there. Gamecock fans, going to be a hell of a night just smoking cigars, chilling, hanging out, talking Gamecocks. And uh, I got a good feeling we're going to have a couple reasons to smoke some stogies after the next couple of games going into Florida week. So, um, going to be a really good time. Stay tuned for all details to follow on that. All right. He joins us every single Monday. We kick off the week in style here on the Daily Crow, the Roach King. Roach, what's going on, my friend? How are you? Moving slow, man. Moving real slow. <laughs> a weekend in Columbia takes its toll yet again. Not the first time, certainly not the last. Again, Steven yeah. Garcia, appreciate you taking the time, man. Before we jump into everything, of course, you see his polo. Got to tell you about our friends over at Rebel Rabbit because the segment is brought to you by Rebel Rabbit. Guys, Rebel Rabbit is a new seltzer company right here out of Greenville, South Carolina, but they're not just another hard seltzer. Rebel Rabbit is an alcohol-free, THC-infused high seltzer. Yes, THC-infused. All of Rebel Rabbit's high seltzers are infused with just enough Delta-8 or Delta-9 THC that will open your mind to an entirely new drinking experience. And I did not really update you guys last week, but Rebel Rabbits are incredible when you enjoy them responsibly. I only had one last Tuesday night, and it was pleasurable. It was nice. I was very relaxed, cool. You drink too many, you're going to be floating the stars, but I was good. With only six grams of sugar and all-natural organic flavoring, it's a light, refreshing social tonic that helps you cut back on booze but not on fun. So, guys, whether you drink alcohol a lot, a little, or none at all, Rebel Rabbit's the perfect replacement or alternative. Follow them, guys. Follow the rabbit for a better way to booze on Instagram at DrinkRebelRabbit. We always tag them, of course, when we post Steven's clips. Also, visit their online store at DrinkRebelRabbit.com or check out their store locator to find the closest rabbit hole near you. Or you can also order online and have it shipped directly to your door. So, guys, again, Rebel Rabbit, go support those guys. You see Steven and I drinking them all the time. We appreciate our friends at Rebel Rabbit for supporting the show. Steven, let's jump into it, man. Hey, winning's fun, man. Yeah. Winning run. <laughs> Stogie's on deck. Rebel Rabbit's on deck, dude. Yeah. Um, Man, what a weekend you chose to come into town. I know, obviously, you had a really unique vantage point on the sideline, so I'm really excited to get your take on that. Uh, dude, as someone who's worn the garnet in black, you know, you, you've experienced some crazy moments, right? I'm thinking 09 Ole Miss, 2010 Alabama. You, you think of Willie B and just how loud it can get. Xavier Leggett's opening kickoff return for a touchdown. I got a feeling that's got to rank pretty high up there for the electricity felt in that building. Dude, absolutely. Absolutely, man. And, you know, I, I remember uh, talking about the lights, um, mm -hmm. you know, they the online does not do it justice. The uh, those the lights when those things are firing off, um, and as loud as that place was, I mean that's yeah. I was getting goosebumps. I'm kind of getting goosebumps even talking about it right now. It was it was uh, it was awesome to see that. We we, we need that energy. We need that energy yeah. at, all, at all times. Yeah, you talk about Stephen getting off to a quick start, right? That was a huge storyline going in this game, and we had seen this team all throughout the year, you know, sort of sputter out of the gate. And Texas A and M had done the same thing. I mean, you really just can't script the better start can you I mean the kickoff return the interception that I thought probably should have been a pick six but either way uh the interception then you get the the weird ball going off the A&M quarterback's knee I guess you'd call it an interception I don't know interception fumble whatever the turnover that Tonk Hemingway gets before you can even blink Carolina's up 17 to nothing uh obviously put the Gamecocks in a great position to secure that one and I don't want to say put it in cruise control, but you felt really, really confident at that start that that was South Carolina's game to lose. 
For sure. For sure. And we tried like hell to lose it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we didn't. But we didn't. I was like, what the hell is going on right now? What, is this the same team or what's going on? But, yeah. you know, you got to give uh, you got to give A&M credit. They uh, they got punched in the mouth, like you said, really early. Um, and they fought back with, you know, their third and fourth string quarterback. So uh, you got to, you know, give your hats off to them. But, yeah, that was uh, that was a big time win for for us, for the program. Um, I think I don't, I don't think a lot of people expected us to win, um, but that was that was important uh, win right there. Steven, we talk a lot about Shane Beamer and, and the positive energy and, and the, the emotion, if you will, and the, the mentality of this football team. Again, you had a really unique vantage point because you were on the sideline. And so I'm not saying you were like in the huddle or anything, but you were down there. I'm sure you could kind of sense the body language and the emotion. Just, just talk about it because I feel like this is a team, Shane Beamer talks about it a lot. They just never flinch. You know, it's not perfect. It can be ugly at times, but this team is resilient. We saw it last year. We've seen it this year. They just continue to find a way to stay positive and bounce back. And I think that obviously stems from Shane Beamer and what he's building and has built to this point uh, at Carolina. No, for sure. Um, I can tell you this much, and I know we talk about it every single Monday. Um, the confidence level difference from the Georgia game to this game was it was night and day. Um, that was a confident group of guys right there. Um, and it should. You know, it shows. Uh, and you can, you can feel it. It's palpable. Um yeah, well, that's that's we just needed that since since day one. But you know, I think uh, with Rattler kind of getting a little bit more comfortable with the with everybody, and you know, everybody kind of getting more used to each other, I think it definitely helps. But you know, I think beating Kentucky and Lexington was definitely a uh, a big one. And then obviously, when this past Saturday, it's we're 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 a very confident football team right now. Let's talk Spencer Rattler, Stephen. I, I you know the the numbers don't jump out at you, but I I, I thought Rattler. You know, I thought he played solid, wasn't great. Um, he was hurt by a couple of drops. He was hurt by a couple of non-call PIs. I, I thought for the most part, he, he took care of the football. I know the one, obviously, he's hit from the blind side. Chambers said he's got to get that ball out quicker. What did you see from Spencer Rattler? Because I thought, Stephen, uh, I thought there were a couple of throws in that game, the sideline, that you looked at and you said, like, this is why you brought him here. I mean, that, that, that's, those are throws that only a couple of guys have the arm strength to really make and can, and can put that dart on the money. Um, what did you see overall from him on Saturday night? Same thing. Confidence. Um, just looked like a confident kid, uh, confident player. Um, stayed back there, made the throws. You know, I wish um, the one touchdown that was dropped, man, that was that was a hell of a ball. You know, seeing it from, from the sideline on the scramble and tossing that thing up. He's got to come down with that ball, that's for sure. But, uh, but you know, it's, it's, he, he's a much more confident uh, player, at least, at least in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you look at the arm strength. I, I, I do agree with you, the entire football team playing with that confidence. It's easy to be confident as a quarterback, and you know this, Stephen, when you got a guy like Marshawn Lloyd, toting the rock. I mean, that dude is a monster, and I'm sure you'd agree. I think he only had four carries in the first half. Um, it, you know what? It, not, not to this level, maybe, but it kind of reminded me, I know this was after you, Stephen, but the 2013 game at UCF when Mike Davis had like four mm-hmm. carries in the first half. And then he's like, get me the football. And Carolina right. was able to ride him to victory. It yep. kind of just felt like, I mean, I, I know they want to do different things. And I, I know it's not as simple as this when you're devising an offensive game plan. But it's like, it feels like at this point, the game plan should just be, just give one the football. Like, he, he makes plays. I bought, yeah. Just give him the ball. And you saw it. And, Steven, especially that final drive, which I want to get into the O-line in just a second. But so impressive. An eight-play drive. You score a touchdown. Seven of the eight were running plays. And you look at the way run to, one totes the rock, man. It's just a lot of fun to watch. He he runs pissed off, man. I mean, that's that's what you want out of out of a running back. Uh, 
he does not look like someone that would be fun to try to tackle. Um, just just puts his head down and tries to knock the hell out of you. So I'm a fan of him. I think he's a hell of a player. Um, but yeah, we, we just got to keep riding the uh, riding him and and you know just keep uh, keep Spencer off the uh, off the ground. Yeah. And again, we mentioned the offensive line. I want to make sure we sing their praises, Stephen, because again, it, it's not perfect all the time, but for nobody, it is. But uh, to have a drive like that again, the final drive, eight plays, seven of the eight are running. It's one thing to be able to run the football, but it's another to be able to run it when you want to, right? right. And to be able to run it when you need to, and to be able to ice a game like that. And we obviously thought at that point that was, you know, I, I was going ahead and celebrating. Little did I know that Texas A&M might have a play to to win it or whatever, but I, but either way, that that was a that was a a ice the icing the game type of drive, and to be able to do it in that scenario was was really fun to watch. Yeah, any anytime you can impose your will on a you know the defensive line, I mean that's that's what those linemen love, man. I'm I'm sure they probably told Satterfield like give the ball to one, let us let us run block, like we're done with the pass block, let's let's put this put this on our back and let's let's get this job done. Um, so yeah, like I. It, it all comes down to confidence. It's it is it looked like a very very confident football team um, this Saturday night, and it was uh it was encouraging to say the least. Yeah. Now I, I feel like Stephen, it would be irresponsible of me because I'm sitting here on cloud nine. I mean, it feels good to be good. Winning is fun. I, I'm I'm still like to the moon right now after that game Saturday night and just that the entire day, the tailgate, the emotions inside Willie. And that was a special night. That was a special night. I don't want to make it more than what it is, but I mean, it was truly a special game and a special night for that football team and its entire fan base and this program. Um, when you look at the offensive side, though, looking critically, um, you know, you had some quote-unquote invisible yardage because you had a kickoff return for a touchdown. You had short fields on the pick and the and the other turnover. But under 300 yards of offense, there's still gripes about play calling. Uh-oh. Must champ hackers working hard here. My apologies. I don't know what to do. The thing just went black. I don't know. Um, anyways, though, in regards to the play calling, I was going to say this about Marcus Satterfield is that, and again, it's, you know, when you're not scoring, if you're not scoring 50 a game, the OC is going to catch heat no matter what. But for me, it's more so there's some third down calls that, that I just, I scratch my head a little bit. And I know there are things they're trying to do and they want to do. But like we said, like less is more. And Shane, you were mentioned in the post game that, you know, I told Sat just get the ball in our playmakers hands. Like, Keep it that simple. Um, did you see anything specifically from the play calling that you want to see more of, less of, uh, situational play calling? I think that's where I, that the most to be desired for me is the situational play calling. There's just some situations where I'm like, but, you know, it's one of those things. If it works, you're a genius. If it doesn't, you're an idiot. But it, it just – that's for me where I look at it. I'm like situationally having a feel of the game. Was there anything that just stood out to you on the play calling side of things? Not, not really. Um, I think he catches a lot of uh... – a lot of shit for not necessarily all of his fault. Um, at least that's my opinion. But again, I'm not in the locker room. I'm not in the the, the meeting room. So I don't necessarily know what's going on behind the closed doors. And, you know, I, I don't even want to ask, you know, I, there's guys on the team that I'd prefer to ask and it's, it's none of my damn business, you know? Um, but, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a fan of Satterfield, you know, uh, he's, he's always been a good dude to me. Um, talked to him before the game. So, you know, I like him. I like him as a person um, as far as a coach goes. I mean, I know that, they are saying that it's a little bit more pro style offense than you know than maybe we should kind of do more of the gun run type deal. But again, who knows? I, he knows he knows the players a hell of a lot more than I do, yeah. and you know the talent that you know guys can do. And, and Stephen, bottom line is this: as long as you're scoring enough to win, that's all that really matters. That's, yeah, that's all <laughs> that matters. Hey, you're in the business of winning. Yeah. Um, and so if you're winning, life is good, and 
life feels pretty good for me today. I don't know about you. Um, anyways, on the defensive side, let's let's mention obviously Clayton White's defense because I tell you what, uh, I know the offensive side of the football. That's the flashy side. That's what's fun to talk about. Everyone's talking about. But dude, I, I tell you, you know there was a bit of a lull in that game, right? Where South kind of gets up seventeen nothing, and it sort of just kind of calmed back down and came back down to earth. And it's like you know you're sitting there and it's. You know, everybody's thinking that this game's in the bag, but you're like, there's 10 minutes left in the first quarter. There's a lot of football to go, man. There's a long way uh, before you hit victory. And, you know, like you mentioned, Texas A&M, uh, they, they fought back. They were favored in the game for a reason. They've got talent. And you're sitting there at 17 to 14 and a half. And I felt confident, but we really need to give credit to Clayton White's defense for while this offense was trying to figure things out, was sputtering a bit. This defense stood tall, held Texas A&M in check. I thought that third quarter they were dominant. Um, you hold a guy like A-Chain under 100 yards, and it was, he's at 99. But either way, really talented back. You hold him in check. And then you look at the secondary, man. Darius Rush making the big play on the interception. I don't know why the referees were picking on Cam Smith all night. I thought he played good defense, and I, I don't understand what in the world was going on with that. Um, but all in all, you just look at what that defensive staff has done. You look at the defensive line, man. Zach Pickens and Jordan Birch and, and all those guys making plays and – you know, I, I know they're not at this level yet, Steven, certainly, but it, it really does. This defense is starting to kind of remind me of the defenses like when you played. Uh, you know, just flying around, aggress aggressive, yep. attacking, making plays. You know, it's not always perfect, and it wasn't, right, especially like when you first got there and before the days of Clowney and, you know, they were still building. But there's a lot of encouraging things, I think, happened on that defensive side of the ball, and you saw that definitely the way they stepped up on Saturday night. For sure, for sure. Anytime that you can, you can get a, a rush with you know three or four guys um, and not have to blitz anybody, you, you're you're doing pretty well. Um, yeah, I thought the defensive line is definitely the the leader of the pack there. Um, and you know, like I said, anytime that you can have get quarterback pressure with the three man rush or four man rush, your 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 DBs are going to appreciate you a little bit more. So, yeah, they they definitely fly around a little bit more than uh, than I've seen in the past games, if that makes sense. You know, past seasons. Um, so again, I think it all comes down to confidence. I mean, if you're confident, you're going to be able to, you know, kind of overshoot your, uh, your, you know, whatever, outpunch your coverage, so to speak. So it's all about the confidence, and it is a confident bunch of guys right now. Speaking of outpunting your coverage, dude, Beamer Ball, my goodness, That's Beamer Ball to the freaking moon. And you know, Stephen, it's funny. That was my biggest takeaway from Saturday night. I, I understand it, it's you know it's not perfect offensively, and folks want to be sexy and flashy, and they're seeing what like Tennessee's doing, which I would say everybody in the country is looking at what Tennessee's doing. Like, like we're not the only ones, but you know everybody wants to score fifty a game. And but I look at this team, and I mean this in the most complimentary way possible. This is such a Beamer team. Like, it's got Beamer's handprints all over it, where it's like, you know, and I know they want to be dynamic offensive. They want to score a ton of points. But hard nose, uh, you know, confident like you mentioned, but, uh, you know, play with ultimate tenacity, you know, aggressive, um, resilient bunch of guys, you know, and, and they went on special teams. And you saw it again with the kickoff return. And then you look at Kai Kroger, an unsung hero in the game. He's averaging 50 yards a punt. I think he had like a 70-yarder in that game. You know, I know it's it's the it's the facet of the game that doesn't get the glory, but man, when you're winning two out of three facets, Stephen, you you got a pretty good chance to win on a weekly basis. One hundred percent. I love that. I love that he puts so much emphasis on the special teams because I feel like that's a very underrated um, job as as a as a head coach. You know, that's his background though. He's a special teams guy. His dad was a special teams guy. I mean, it's it's in his DNA. So anytime you can get a a, a cheap a cheap touchdown or a cheap turnover on special teams. You, your your chances of winning are you know dramatically improved. So, uh, 
Yeah, that is it is Beamer ball to the freaking nth degree, man. I love it. I love to hear you say that, Steven. Now, this next question I have for you, I don't think there's anybody better that I could ask because you have literally been through this. You've been put through the ringer. So as fans, right, we can sit here. We're projecting three weeks from now, four weeks. We're going to be eight and two, man. We're, you know, Beamer ball to the moon. We're never going to lose again, right? The highs are so high in SEC football. And when you've won four in a row, right? I mean, the fan base should feel that way. As a player, though, you got to stay level-headed because it can turn like that, right? They'll put you on the mountaintop when you win, and they're going to bury you when you lose. Like, it it goes both ways, right? And so you're the perfect person to ask, Stephen, because you've literally been through this. Bama, Kentucky. (laughs) You've literally been through this. So this football team, you're favored, playing Mizzou, only favored by five, right? So Vegas thinks it'll be a close game. It's homecoming, 4 o'clock kick. I think Willie B will obviously be jumping again, so obviously you got the van- the advantage that you were at home. But how does this football team stay even keel, right? And I know that for some that might seem like a simple answer. It's like, well, I mean, you haven't done anything yet. But, you know, you can read too much of your press clippings, especially now in the social media world where we're all on social media and everybody's patting you on the back, telling you how great you are. You're going to be 8-2 and two and you can't lose. And then, How does this football team stay even keel and not allow – you know, the outside noise to get them because outside noise can be impactful, both negative and positive. If you let it creep in, how do you stay even keel going into a game like this? That's, that's a, that's a head coach's situation. That's why, that's why Beamer's getting paid. Um, that's his job to keep these, all these guys confident, but not overconfident, if that makes sense. Um, you know, we, we did lose to, uh, to Kentucky the following week after Bama, but I mean, we were beating the hell out of them in the first half. And then, you know, Lat got hurt and we just forgot how to play football. Uh, so, I mean, there's a whole bunch of shit that happened with that whole deal. But, yeah, I mean, they, I, I was watching something. Uh, they are talking about Anthony Richardson uh, for the Gators. That he – I think he stays, like, with his mom still. He's like, you know what? These fans will – they'll I'm a Heisman hopeful. Heisman hopeful. Next thing you know, all right, man, get this damn guy out of the field. Like, get him off the field. This guy sucks. And, yeah, it, I mean, it, it, it changes like, like, like that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you just you don't want to read too much of your own stuff. Uh, I mean, obviously, the social media is going to change that a little bit, but yeah, you got you got to remain confident, but you can't be overconfident. You can't take an SEC opponent like Mizzou. I mean, I know they're kind of in the tank right now a little bit, but you can't take an SEC opponent for you know for granted. So we just got to keep practicing, go to work, and uh, get ready to go. Try to make it five in a row. Yeah, dude, and f- five in a row. I'm sure we'll have the statistics sometime this week, but five in a row. I mean, what was I last? Went- time? Yeah, I mean, I, I, four in a row was the first time since 2013. I mean, it, it have to be, it have to be sometime in that run. Maybe it was 2013 we won five in a row, because I'm I'm trying to think at the end of that season. I, it, it's been a while. <laughs> it's been, it's yeah. been a while. Bottom line, and uh, again, you got a great opportunity. You can pay. You can punch your ticket to bowl eligibility. I know our goals are much bigger than that, but that's something. You know, that's, that's something. You you have your micro goals and your macro goals and all types of goals throughout the year. And one of the goals obviously is to go bowling every single year. So, right. um, but sitting here five and two now, again, Gamecocks are now ranked 25th, which Stephen, when you played, did, did you guys care what the, the ranking was? I mean, was that something that you were like, when you got not, ranked, you're like, yeah, well, you know, did it matter? Not, I mean, no. not really. Um, no, that, that so maybe some guys did. I, I personally didn't give a shit. <laughs> Very good. That, that's kind of what I expected. Um, anyways, great opportunity this weekend, man. Taking on Mizzou. And Mizzou, Mizzou was a team you never got to play, right? Because that was 12 nope. was the first game. Yeah? Yep. yep. Never got a chance when, to play against Con- Connor went, I think, 20 of 21 or something like that for whatever. Yeah. Reason. But, yeah, and Spurrier gave him shit in the postgame for throwing an incompletion. So, that you know, that's about <laughs> sounds about right. Sounds about right. Yep. 
anyways, man, Steven, I appreciate you taking the time, dude. It, it feels good to be good. I truly, it's, uh, again, it was a magical night in Willie B. Um, I mean, what more can you say, dude? What more can you say? I, I think definitely fans should celebrate this one, enjoy this one. Obviously, it's the team's responsibility to keep that level head and build off that win. But um, for Gamecock fans, man, I, I think this is something that, uh, you know, it's funny, Stephen. I was look actually looking today, a year ago to the date, was the Sunday after South Carolina lost to Texas A&M 44-14. So it's like, feel good about this one. Yeah, for <laughs> I mean, sure. Feel I good about this one. I wish we had a chance to play Arkansas again because I think that uh that we cha- well, that's it's a different outcome if you play against them now. God, isn't it crazy when you play people? I you know what? Actually, I'll give you an opportunity to speak on that, Stephen, because it's so funny. You know, I, I'm choosing this week to 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 not give the negative the negative commentary light because again, I, while I understand, you know, we're going to be fair, we're going to be critical. If you can't be joyous and happy after a win, in my opinion. You just need to go do something else. You know what I mean? Like if you can't, if you can't be joyous after a victory, go do something else. But what do you make? Because I, I, I there, there's this, and it goes beyond South Carolina. There's this narrative in college football that I don't tip particularly like, where it's almost like because of, and I don't know if it's because of the playoff or what have you, but, and I don't know if you feel this, but it's like everybody sucks. Outside of like three or four teams, if you're not a playoff team. Everybody sucks. Well, you haven't beaten anybody. Well, no, like nobody's beaten anybody. It's like, well, you just beat a three and four Texas A&M team. I'm like, they're three and four because Carolina beat them. Like, right. it's 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 so funny to me how some people operate. They will do literally anything and everything to discredit everyone's. It doesn't have to be South Carolina. Just literally everybody's successes. And I'm just sitting there like, all South Carolina can do is play the teams in front of them. And I mean, you're in the SEC. I would understand if you're in the ACC or the Big Ten or the Big 12 and you're make the Pac-12, you're making that argument. But, bro, you don't just skate through the SEC and get lucky. You know, like that, that just doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. I, I just – I think it's a silly – it's just silly commentary, man. That's, that's how it feels to me. Some people just want to see the world burn, man. You know, <laughs> some people are just pissed off at the world. So, uh, trust me, I've had, I've had several people come up to me, you know, throughout the years and just have something negative to say. It's like – Dude, shut the fuck up, man. Like, I I don't care about your negativity, man. I don't need it, all right? Be positive. Put a smile on that face. <laughs> so, I don't know, man. Just some, some people are pissed off. It is it is what it is. <laughs> hey, well said, Stephen. Drop the mic. Feels good to be good. Um, how was the weekend, by the way, outside of the game? You obviously said you're hurting today. So, I guess Cola was, was, was a good time. Yeah, it was fun, man. We hit a bunch of a uh, bunch of accounts, and you know, with the yeah. Day Chaser guys, and um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it was it was a blast. Always getting a chance to come up there and meet up with guys and old teammates, and you know, hang out a little bit. But uh, yeah, just every single time I leave an airport, I just ugh, just feel like death. Yeah. So I'm in, I'm yeah. in a little bit of a recovery mode right now. I'm gonna go sit in the sauna for a minute. Yeah, I love it. I, yeah, I saw Nick Muse was there, and a couple, you know, I think yeah. Jones. A couple of guys. I also had Nathan Pepper hit me up on Facebook. Said he was there. He said he was actually behind me in the ticket line or or going into the game. I didn't even realize. I got to meet up with uh with old Pep next time he's in town. But uh, yep. yeah, and I, and I had people Stephen texting me like selfies. It was like I got a text at like one a.m. and it's you with them. I was like, that sounds about right. <laughs> par for the yeah. course. Par for the course. Yeah. We love yeah, it. Yeah, I always, I always lose a few hours of sleep uh, yeah. going up there. How can you not, man? How can you yeah. not? Steven, always a pleasure, man. Truly, again, I appreciate you taking the time and looking forward to many, many more of these joyous conversations in the very near future, my friend. Appreciate you. It's, yeah, man, absolutely, man. We'll see you next Monday. Yeah, man. Roach King, out. Yes, sir. Out. <laughs> see you. Thank you, dog.
Steven Garcia, man, always a legendary conversation. Really do appreciate him taking the time. Uh, again, thank you to Rebel Rabbit for sponsoring that segment. And, uh, man, like Steven said, put a smile on that face, man. Be happy. Hey, feels good to be good. <laughs> feels good to be good. Viva Garcia indeed, my friend. All right, guys. Hey, let's go ahead. We're going to jump into a break. But on the other side, we're going to go quite a while without a break because I want to hear from you. I know there's probably a lot of you itching to call in. We're going to take all of your questions, your comments, your calls, and more on the other side, you're tuned in to the Daily Crow. Just uh, had to call in after an amazing victory. Dude. Yeah, Sun Tzu, what's up, man? How are you? I'm doing wonderful. How are you? I am doing well. Appreciate you calling in, man. Feeling good here on this Monday. Yes, sir, man. Me too, dude. Uh, you have to excuse me. My voice is a little hoarse from all that <laughs> screaming. Uh, fiance and I did. Uh, it was an amazing uh, atmosphere and experience on Saturday, man. Yeah, it was. It was. Mag uh, it was magical. I mean, it, you know, I, I posted the or I posted a video a little bit earlier this morning, but it was one of those for me personally. You know, I, I'll tell you this. I, I stay. I stay pretty even keel through the games. You know, I, I approach it from a mm – -hmm. I mean, obviously, I'm a diehard fan, but I approach it from the the content creation mindset, covering the game type deal, whatever, but also being into gotcha. it. But I, but I stay pretty even keel. But that was as emotionally invested as I've been into mm -hmm. a game in a really, really long time. In, in regards to um, – yeah, just my emotions going like crazy. I mean, it, it was yeah. it was one of those ball games where it really reminds you why you fell in love with it in the first place, like like why you love college football, why, why you love college football. <laughs> I mean, that opening kickoff return for a touchdown is like this is college football, man. Like there there yeah, are exactly you know, there, there are a few things <laughs> there, there are a few things in life that you can you can replicate that type of energy and emotion with that mass group of people. That they're, they're just there's really nothing like it there's nothing like it and it was a special moment for sure and that entire night was just it was incredible man it was magical and hoping for for many many more down the down the road so yeah man i, I couldn't have said it any better man it's exactly like what i was trying to say and like i we were jumping up and down hugging each other you know what i'm saying i just like i heard you say uh to uh steven earlier it was still a lot, a lot of game to be played after they spotted us at 17 points. <laughs> you know, but yeah. like, it, it was so exciting. I put it maybe down with the. I miss. I wasn't at the Bama game that we won. I missed that game, but uh, maybe it was like the, I was at the Ole Miss win in 2009, where Sandstorm was kind of truly born, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And then um, the Georgia game. I've heard people say uh, when A. Sanders returned at punt. Um, that was some people say that was the loudest the stadiums ever got. But man, it was amazing. Yeah. Man. Amazing. I'm just so glad. Like, and I only get to go to like two games a year, so like I just like, I got so lucky that my brother he's got the season ticket and uh, he, he he couldn't make it this week. <laughs> and he, uh, thank God, uh, I got a nice brother. He sent me those tickets, man. And it was it was awesome, dude. Yeah. No, it, it, was it, was awesome. a, it was a magical night, man. It was one that I think Gamecock Nation's been been sort of waiting on for quite, for quite a while. You know what I mean? We, we've been waiting for a game like that, a home game like that, and, and to see this football team deliver. And 
you know, no matter how it happened, bottom line, you got the W. Bottom line, you got the W. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, yeah, so. I'm right there with you, man. I just wanted to give you your flowers, man. Um, I think your podcast is truly the best Gamecocks podcast in the world, uh, the Spurs Up show. I, I've seen it grow, man, and it you're lighting it up, bro. Like, it's like you got the best guests, like everything, man. It's, uh, uh, mad props to you, and um, go Gamecocks, bro. I appreciate it, man. Hey, thank you so much for the love, man. Thank you for the kind words, and uh, – I appreciate the call, man. Always a pleasure talking with you. Yes, sir. Have a good one. Yeah, man. Take care. Great stuff from Sun Tzu. Again, 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377. Guys, again, I apologize for not getting to your questions uh, in the chat. You guys are going wild. Um, so, we got, we got, as you can imagine, tons of call- questions, tons of comments. Here we go. To accept. Robbie Davis, what's up, man? How are you? Dude, I am still on cloud nine or ten or twelve or whatever number we're on these days. Okay. It, like, it was absolutely insane Saturday night. Okay. I have never been to a South Carolina game in my life where the atmosphere was the way it was Saturday night. It was that is a game I will never ever forget there's two games i'll never forget one my first one ever which was in 2006 against vanderbilt whenever whenever jake cutler played for vanderbilt okay that was my first ever game okay i could literally point at the spot on the stadium and show you where we were sitting with me and my dad okay and i will never forget saturday night ever okay Hmm. and i told my mom on the way out of the stadium i was like mom technically if you think about it when I am present and accounted for, we are one and zero against Texas A and M at Willie B. Good point. Love that, Robbie. It was. It was. By and the way, I, I, was, I know. I know you're probably going to get to this, but it was incredible to look down and see you in the crowd. That was. <laughs> that, was uh, that was pretty wild, man. Just couldn't couldn't script something I, like that was happening. Like, Wait, how did you know it was me? Was it the hat that gave it away, or was it my face? What was it? I I think it was just your your entire aura, my friend. Entire aura. <laughs> so. Oh my goodness, dude! It was dude, it, the last ten seconds. The guy that I was sitting next to, okay, mm. was, I can't remember his name, but um, I the last ten seconds of the game, right? Whenever A and M could could have possibly won the game, or and what have you. I literally looked at him and I was like, dude, I'm about to like hide behind you because I can't watch. And I literally like put my head behind his back and I was like, I can't watch. Just tell me what happened. <laughs> and then next thing you know, they get the onside kick and then we stop them. We stop them uh, on, I think, what was it? Fourth down. They went for it on fourth down, didn't get it. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, the monkey is off of our back. We took care of business. I said this during the offseason. We are going to shut up some naysayers, and last night, our Saturday night, we did that. We did. It was it was a magical night. Like I said, it was so cool for those tuned in. Like it felt like the entire second half. Every time we made a big play, I was looking down, and Robbie Davis was holding up the Beamer Ball towel 
and I was holding up my Beamer Ball towel. Beamer Ball to the moon, man. Beamer Ball to the freaking moon. So. Beamer Ball to the freaking moon. Yeah. Okay. Beamer Ball to the moon. Okay. And I and I I, I literally think that we have somehow, by some miracle, have figured out a way to kind of sort of move the football. Give the ball to Marshawn Lloyd. Give the ball to Christian Bill Smith. Find ways to get those guys the ball. Because I don't know what Marshawn Lloyd does to, like, piss himself off before a game, okay? But whatever he does, keep doing it, okay? Because whenever he ran that – whenever he had that really short run and ran that A&M player over – and I saw the replay, I was like, holy crap, that dude looks like he runs like somebody just like crapped in his cornflakes and he's pissed off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dude, for sure. Dude, for sure. Like, it is, in, it was, it was bonkers. Mm. I was jumping up <clears throat> so, I, I, I was jumping so much, I literally about fell over the seat in front of me and fell on top of my aunt and my uncle. Hmm. <laughs> I was it was insane okay if you weren't there you missed one hell of a game okay it was incredible yeah. we came we saw we conquered and I said this is this was going to be our best shot at beating A&M and lo and behold we took care of business and we are five and two Yeah, I, I was going to say, man, the squirrel got his nut on Saturday. The Cox found a nut. I, I know we <laughs> talked about it Friday. But I, I was also going to say this, too, on a more serious note. <clears throat> Those of you who have been following along closely enough, uh, you know that I haven't gone into every game this year. Uh, you know, Georgia, Charlotte. I, uh, I was actually watching from the RV lot so I could cover the game more efficiently. But this was one that I was like, you know what, I, I got a feeling something might happen tonight. And, uh, you know, decided to go in, and I'm just – dude, I'm so glad I did. I'm so freaking glad I did. That That was – that was – I would have really regretted not not experiencing that that kickoff return for a touchdown first hand. I mean, that, that, that was that was incredible. Absolutely incredible. And at first, so. whenever I saw them all piled – speaking of the kickoff, whenever I saw them all piled up on that time, I was like, okay, he's going to go out of bounds. And then next you know, he squirts out. And I'm like, yeah. oh, there he goes. I was like, he's gone. Nobody's getting him. It was, it was like the closest guy, I think, was like mm-hmm. what, five, ten yards away. I was like, he's gone. Put it on yeah. the board. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, like, like, I, like I said, man, there's, there's, like I said, there's, uh, there are just few things in life, you know, again, we, we, we spend our lives not to be too sentimental or, or just, you know, over the top, but, you know, we, we look for, mm-hmm moments of magic in common everyday life and they're they're rare right like that that kickoff Mm -hmm. return for a touchdown that's one of those moments that you it's it's hard to bottle that up like that's something that can't be replicated that's just something that happens Mm -hmm. so organically and to experience Mm -hmm. that firsthand I mean, it was magical. How how can you not love college football I mean it's moments it's moments (laughs) like that it's like that's that's why you show up week after week after week. That that's why you love college football. It's moments like that that make you love 
Carolina football. That's how I felt. Like I felt like a kid. Right. I felt like a little kid again watching my first South kind of football game. <laughs> yeah. That moment was was incredible. It, it'll be and, forever one of my favorite moments watching South kind of football oh, yeah. ever. And after the, honestly, after that kick, after the opening kickoff turn, I was like, okay, something just feels different right now, and this is probably going to be one hell of a game. And my mom told me on the way out of the stadium, she was she she's still she's still pissed at me about picking us to lose against Kentucky. Okay, she's still pissed at me about that about about me picking us to lose to Kentucky. I was like, Mom, we I I I, I, I told you before. I said, Mom, it's just a prediction. Okay, I want us to win every single game, but all it is is a prediction. Okay, and to this point, I'm almost tempted to pick us to lose to Missouri. Okay. I'm very tempted to pick us to lose to Missouri just to see what happens, okay? <laughs> you might you might have to. You, you picked us to lose back-to-back, and we've won both. So, I mean, you, you know, I don't know. But And I think I think Spencer played very well Saturday night, okay? And he didn't play great, but he played well. He played, he played well enough. Mm-hmm. And – we just we gotta whatever we just gotta whatever we think whatever they think is like needs to be fixed after Saturday night. Try to fix it, take care of it. And whenever you were talking about you know don't let the players get too high, don't let them get too low or what have you. I'm like, look, just you gotta play the game regardless if you're. Con- you got to play every game confident, right? But like I said, don't get too confident because if you get too confident, you're going to make a mistake, you're going to screw up, and something bad's going to happen. So just play the game confident. Let the, let let the, let it happen, and just go out there and take care of business. And whatever happens at the end of the fourth quarter happens. But with the way we're playing right now. I wouldn't be surprised if we scored 40 on Missouri. Hey, let's hope so. Let's hope so. Robbie, always a pleasure, so, man. I'm going to get you out of here because we got the phone lines ringing off the hook. Yeah. A lot of folks are trying to no call problem, today. Dude. You have a great rest of your day and a great week. Hopefully, I might be at the game Saturday if my mom can't go because she's got to have surgery this week. So. Mm. Okay. So, I might be at the game Saturday. I don't know yet. Yeah, well, just let me know. We'll be at Seawells. We'll be at Seawells. <laughs> All right, buddy. You have a great rest of your week, and uh, have a great day. Yeah, man. You too. Appreciate you. All right, let's Dalton. jump to our next call here. Dalton. Dalton, what's up, man? How are you? What's up, man? How's it going? I am doing well. Um, I know I already told you in the Discord, man, but I do want to say this. Uh, and those of you know those folks that are tuning in right now to TDC that listen to the podcast, they probably already heard your voice once today. Thank you for the voicemail. Um, I know you left it at like 2 a.m. I'm sure you were a couple of lattes deep. But, uh, yeah, that was awesome, man. That was awesome. So, I appreciate you calling in. What's up? I appreciate it. I just want to say on this Victory Monday, don't let the cocks get hot. The cocks are getting hot. It's too late. It's too late. The cocks are hot. It's too late. They're hot. I think the cocks are hot. They are, yeah. <laughs> four in a I row. Mean, you, four you wins in a row. It, Cocks are hot. You look at it, I mean, I, I'm so fired up. If you told me that we would be in this position right now, 
I wouldn't have believed you, but you go back and, uh, you know, you hear what Shane Beamer said after the Georgia loss, that these guys aren't, you know, they're, they're not going to quit. We don't have quitters on our team, and they're just proving it right now. I mean, national media can downplay the, these two wins and say, oh, you know, Kentucky didn't have Will Levis. That's the only reason why they won. Uh, A&M's having a bad season. You know, Jimbo's on the hot seat. That's why they won. But for a second-year head coach to be doing what he's doing, you know, Josh Heifel aside and, and the Slapdicks and Knoxville, we're just going to ignore them for a minute. But to, for Shane Beamer to do what he was doing or is doing right now just goes to show you that the 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 problem with this program wasn't talent. The problem with this program, with the previous administration, was development, leadership, buy-in, all of those things. And Shane Beamer has brought that all back and revitalized us. And he's got us believing again. You know, I haven't believed in a Gamecock football team in a long time. In a long time. And, and I'm believing again. So, you know, it's, it's great to have that. And, you know, it, it's a great day to be a Gamecock. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, Dalton, to your point, man, I, and I'll just say this, I, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time speaking on it today, but uh, all South Carolina has done is beat the teams in front of them. So you, you, can, you can say that it's too – however you want to label Kentucky and A&M. And no, nobody's making out either one of those teams to be Alabama. But uh, if it, let me put it to you this way. If you're a rival of South Carolina's and you're discrediting what they've done the last two games, well, you just don't want to see South Carolina fans happy. And you're actually, you're scared and you're threatened by it. Because if South Carolina fans are happy, that means your happiness is in jeopardy. Because they don't want to see Gamecock football on the rise. The second thing, if you're a Gamecock fan and you're doing that, you're just a miserable son of a bitch. I, I don't know what else to tell you. If you can't be happy after these last two games and you still on this Monday if you start your commentary with, yeah, but, yeah, but, and you want to write off the two wins, find something else to do. Truly, find something else to do. Because watching college football is obviously a source of discontent in your life if you can't be happy after these two games. So, listen, we're not saying South Carolina beat the Alabama Crimson Tide. They didn't beat Georgia. But, like you mentioned, to to – to nix some demons in Lexington, Kentucky, right? To nix the demons of the Texas A&M series. Uh, it didn't happen by accident. All you can do is play the teams that are in front of you. And I can guarantee you this, and I know you're the same way. If you beat Mizzou and you beat Vandy and you're 7-2, and two, I sure as shit ain't going to apologize for it. I don't give a damn who we played. So, and I know you won't either. I know real Gamecocks won't either. So, you know, it, it feels good to be good, and I, I'm not. I'm not moving off of that mentality. So, and I think everything you said, man, it's October. The cocks are hot, uh, and it feels good to be good, man. That's all I got to say. And and all I'm all I'm I'm gonna end this call with, you know, I don't want to look this far ahead or, or say, you know, the the taters, you know, got one coming. But I just want to let any tater fan know out there, you better watch out because we're coming. We are coming. And if you don't think we're going to be ready for you at the end of this season, you're wrong. So I'm going to leave you with that. Any Tater fans out there, we're coming, and we're looking to break some streaks. 
and yours is on the top of our list. So goodbye, and let's go Gamecocks. <laughs> Dalton, I appreciate the call, man. Legendary stuff from our guy, Dalton. Listen, I, I'll say this, too, to follow up what I just said. I, I'm not naive enough to sit here and tell you that there aren't things with this football team that need to improve because here's the thing, guys. If you don't play better offensively, right, it will cost you at some point, right? And I don't want – it could cost you. But I'm going to at least let that happen before I miss press one. Hunter, what's up, man? Hey, what's up, man? Sorry, sorry for another call, but uh, I, uh, I just got one more question to ask. So, say if we go eight and two hypothetically into playing Tennessee, and say if we up, you know, another hypothetically we beat Tennessee, you know, upset them. Do you think we should run the field? Do I think we should rush the field if we beat Tennessee? Well, seeing as you'll get arrested if you do it, I would not suggest it. No, I mean I don't want to be like the old guy in the room, but. Uh... I, I don't know, man. We'll, 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 we'll cross that bridge and we get to it. Uh, if they're number one in the country, God forbid, then, hey, I think it'd be cool. Yeah. I think it'd be cool to do. We can't really rip down the goalposts, though, because we've got those automatic ones that fall down. So, I don't know how that would oh, work. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, sure, why not? If the, if the, if the students want to do it, I won't have any issue with it. Uh, you know, but let's – Let's get to eight and two yeah, first, I mean, my guy, be, and we'll see what Tennessee's see, at. Cause I, yeah, because I, I remember uh, Saturday night, I mean, I, I, the announcer literally said, he was like, don't run the field if we beat A&M or something like that. I don't know if you remember that. But, yeah, I, I remember him saying that. I was like, oh, chill, it's because of that Tennessee game. And I, I know we ain't got that kind of money to replace a field goal post. And, yeah, you know, I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like we could still go ten and two. I mean, we're five and two right now, so and nobody nobody knew we were going to do that. Yeah. Astat watch season is officially on. Hunter, I appreciate the call. Here, we're going to jump to another call here. Will, what's up, man? How are you? I couldn't be any better. How about you? I feel damn near the same way, my guy. Feels good to be good. What's going on? Uh, just trying to trying to deal with life without being able to touch the ground, you know, just floating around here. Just <laughs> nice place. Yeah. <laughs> it's just crazy, though, how uh, I love optimism in Gamecock land now, though, because it was like two weeks ago, like, we're, we're shit. Now everybody's, you know, what, what's the hypotheticals and if we do this or that? Yeah. But uh, just just love it, man. Good game, great game, great atmosphere. Uh, just a big-time win, man. It's just, it's just nice to feel relevant again. Ranking, it's just—I mean, it doesn't mean anything, but at the same time, it's kind of, you know, just reassuring you that you're you're heading do do the right direction, you know. Um, yeah, dude. Yeah, sure. I, I, don't, yeah. As we, I just think we are who we are as a football team at this point. I mean, if that's good enough to win games, and that's good enough to win games, I just don't think we're going to be a team passing for three or four hundred yards a game, you know. And that's okay. Yeah, I think that's, that's fine. If that's who we are. Yeah, I think that's safe to say at this point. Um, I mean, I think the game plan offensively – and, again, I, I'll just say this, too, because I, I see people, you know, commenting. I'm not sitting here and saying it's all sunshine and rainbows and the offense was the offense was, was great. So it obviously wasn't. I mean, it, it was painful. It was painful at times to watch. Um, I'm just saying that I'm, I'm, I'm leading with joy and happiness today, and we can also acknowledge that. But, you know, I, I, this, this team, bottom line, you find ways to win football games. Now, there needs to be improvement there, but I, I think the improvement needs to be, like you mentioned, 
is just having the self-awareness to know that our identity is Marshawn Lloyd. I mean, this offense should run through him. He should have no less than 20 carries a game. He should be 20-plus every single game. Run the offense through Marshawn Lloyd. Don't overthink it. Get it in number one's hands early, often, all throughout the night. Hey, I can deal with the offense sputtering and not having success if Marshawn Lloyd's touching it, and you know what? They're keyed in, and they're playing good defense, and they're stopping us. I, I can live with that, but I can't live with, like, on Saturday night, he had four carries at halftime. That, that just, to me, made no sense. So, yeah. I think it's it's recognizing what you're good at, recognizing who your playmakers are, recognizing, you know, I, I think situationally, I, I would say that it needs to improve, but I, I just don't know. I feel like it's one of those things. We've been saying it since week one. As a play caller, you've either got it or you don't. And I just think at times, Marcus Satterfield lacks situational awareness. And, and listen, that's something I know Shane Beamer's aware of, but it's something that he's not going to make a change right now. He, he's not going to make a change seven games through uh, it's just something we got to ride through the end of the season and just hope that our defense and special teams, we continue to win those facets of the game and we continue to win football games. You know what I mean? So, listen, I understand the offense needs to get better. No duh. We will all acknowledge that. But also give credit where credit to in that second half. You know, that, that drive at the end of the game, you know, eight-play drive, seven to eight plays, you run the football, you pound the rock, and you're able to score that touchdown. So, um, you know – and then Spencer Rattler, I, I thought, was solid. I, I didn't think he was great, but, you know, that's a little bit of a different game. It's a much different game if a couple of those deep balls are actually caught. So, um, you know. He has the worst luck this year with that. I mean, he really does. He's had a couple of balls this year get dropped or broken up that were just beautiful balls. But I, two quick things. Mm. I think one, I think that our breakout game is still coming. I just, I, I, we still haven't played a good game yet top to bottom you know I feel like we still the ceiling's even higher than where we're at right now so definitely room for improvement and uh and also with the with the Rattler thing I think that that you know he's just he's just that one that one game away you know what I mean like he just hasn't had the things go for him like in the last game the drop ball the couple of pass defenses or pass interference that have been called but uh yeah, I just I love the direction of the team and, and everything's real positive and uh can't wait to get out there Saturday Saturday afternoon and where we be. Hmm. I'll be there. Very so, good, dude. Stop by the, stop by the tailgate if you got time. We'll be out there. Absolutely, bro. I'm a hot ball here there, brother. Will, I appreciate it, man. Thanks so much for the call. Yep. Great stuff. Will from Dirty Myrtle, always a pleasure. You know, it's so funny. <laughs> Victory Monday. We've won four in a row. We just beat Texas A and M and they're Still, people in the comments talking about the carry on Jordan. I mean, it's just like there's still it death taxes and that da- and Dak Joiner commentary when, when it's when it's not even called for. It, it's just hey, listen the comments the comment section y'all can talk about anything. It doesn't matter. It's just wild. Of all things we could discuss, here we go. Zachary, what's up, man? How are you? I'm good, Chris. How are you? I am doing well. Appreciate you asking. You know, Chris, I, there's nothing that I – there's not words that have been invented to describe the feeling I felt these last three days. There's not, there's words that have not been invented to describe it. Yeah, man, it's uh, – again, it feels good to be good. Beamer ball to the moon. Uh, cocks are hot. It's cocktober. I mean, it, it's, it's just, you know, it's uh, – again – there, there's there's things you can be critical about and nitpick, but, dude, the bottom line is it just it feels good to win. I mean, winning is fun. I'm going to enjoy the shit out of this. We're going to break down Mizzou, obviously, this week and talk about it. And 
But, dude, I, I'm, I'm just so happy. I'm still so giddy. I'm still on cloud nine. Um, now, again, as a, as a football team, we, we all know you got to build off these, these, this winning streak. You got to build off that win, going to Mizzou with the right attitude, the right approach. And that's for the football team to do. For us as fans, man, our job is to sit back and enjoy this shit, man, and really, really just uh, embrace it and, you know, and show up Saturday and ready to call hell again and, and watch the Gamecocks win again. I mean, that's, that's, that's where we are, man. So, Yes, and it really is just. I just want to talk about like I just this staff is. It, they just have these guys ready to play, and they and they just they just fight, and it's just amazing. Like you saw A and M creep back into the game, and everybody stayed calm. Nobody panicked. Everybody, you know, did their job, and. You know, it's just like in in it's like and I, and I don't want to mention the overgene because we can always say talk about the overgene, but let's just be honest. We probably lose this game on the overgene because the overgene just wasn't able to instill that fight into this into into the into the team. But Beamer and the staff have instilled that fight in this team. You can go like they can go for four quarters. If they can just feel like they're in it, they can go four quarters with the team. And they believe in themselves. And it's not, and it's good to see that. It's great to see that. It's like when you have a play like how you start off with the, you know, the, the kickoff return. It's just like stuff like that. It's, you just give these guys some hope. And they just they just respond. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 we, we, the way we attacked on Saturday night, to, to steal Robbie Davis's favorite phrase, the way we attacked, the, the tenacity that teams play with, and the resilience, you know, the resiliency. The resiliency that we, that we played with and we've shown. It was, uh, you know, again, it was fun. I, you know, it, it's crazy, man. I, I know a lot, of jade, a lot of jaded Gamecock fans felt some type of way. It was 17 nothing, and folks were, you know, it's, oh, my God. You know, people were, were sweating when it was 17 to 14. I, 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 felt, I, I felt confident. I really did. I felt confident throughout the entire night. So, um, yeah, man, just just a, a night out of a dream, dude, and hope to have many more. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's just nice to see. I, I was uh, really happy. Like mostly, I was. I, I just want to say I wanted to, to uh, give a big shout out to Clayton White in that defense before I go because they played their butts off. They were harassing Haynes King. I mean. Uh, a Chang got his yards, but you know what? He he's he's an extremely talented player, and you can't stop him all the time. And but yeah, like Haynes King was pressured, and somehow he got knocked out of the game. I don't know how that happened. He he I thought he fell on it when I was watching, but he didn't even fall on it. He, someone just hit his arm, and he you know he was out, and I I was like, oh okay, that happened. And but yeah, it's like that defense. They played their we played their tails off. Uh, they were harassing Haynes King, and I'm you know like I said, that's up to them. Yeah, absolutely, man. It was a it was a blast. It was yeah, a night out of a dream. Like I said, man, feels good to be good. So yeah, all right, Chris, thanks for taking the call, Zachary. I appreciate it, man. Always a pleasure to hear from you. Great stuff from Zachary as always. I w- I will say this by the way. Um, let's see. Let's see. Hold on. Hold on one second. We got a good God. We got an email from John King 
I don't know if he wants this red on air or not, but he's getting it red. I enjoy your comments and have brought, bought some of your products. While we have freedom of speech, just wondering if some of your comments about the OC might hurt recruiting. Your thoughts? Do we really think recruits are – I mean, maybe they are paying attention to what I'm saying. Um, I don't think any recruit out there is mistaken or naive enough to think that if you play in an SEC school and you're not producing, that everybody's just going to pat you on the back and tell you how great you are 24-7. And, I mean, guys, it's it's – I don't think any of the commentary I, – I think – listen, I think I've been as fair and patient with Marcus Satterfield as anybody because I haven't gone on record and said, fire Sat. Now, I have been critical of Sat, but I'm not tweeting hashtag fire Marcus Satterfield. Terry, the commentary I've had has been very fair. Here we go. Bree, what's going on? How are you? Go ahead. Finish up your thing, buddy. Are you done? Bree, what's up? Were, were you done with what you were saying there? Yeah, yeah, yeah go no, ahead. I was just yeah. Were, were you done with? Yeah, no, okay, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, what's up? Um, man, you know, I mean, overall, you know, like, man, you know, you got to be excited for the win, right? You know, it's just like this guy saying though, our comments bad for recruits. I mean, you know, just touching on that. Not, I mean, dude, fan bases are going to give criticism, but recruits don't. You know, yeah, they might see that. Hell, I get, I've been blocked now by CBS because. I made a comment. I tagged him, uh, tagged him and Sat and Lloyd uh, on a Twitter uh, tweet. You know that that Sat wasn't putting Lloyd in the game early. Like, why are we putting CBS in? Man, that wasn't a critique of CBS. I mean, sure, these guys see it, especially if you tag them or whatever else. I know that um, uh, there was a. Uh, there was like a uh, Twitter uh, conversation at the end of the game the other night. Mike Yuba stopped in and stuff and stuff and whatnot. But uh, I had seen uh, Vakari Swain in that group. So he's in there listening to what the hell we're talking about. You know what I mean? So, yeah, they, they hear stuff. Of course they do. But are they going to make their decisions based on, you know, this fan or that fan or that guy's podcast or this guy's podcast or Lady Breed coming up and making a, criti- you know, criticizing that like I'm about to do? No. I, I don't believe that at all. They're, they're going to make their, their decisions on a lot of other things first. So. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 um, I agree. And I would just say to quote the great coach Boone from the Titans, I don't scratch my head unless it itches. I don't dance unless I hear music. I, I will speak my truth and that's it. I'm not going to apologize for, for keeping it a buck and keeping it real. And, and uh, you know, you can go play it. Any other school you can play in the ACC or the Big Ten or the Pac-12 where they don't give a shit, or if you want to come to the SEC and there's going to be weekly commentary and uh, you know you can deal with that. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sugarcoat it or put lipstick on a pig because I, I want to impress a recruit. Like you know, I'm, I'm gonna keep it real and that's how I've always operated and that will never change. So um, no, I, I don't think recruits are looking at a tweet from the Spurs up show and saying, well, I'm not going to that school because of what he tweeted. Like, I, that's so silly and foolish to think. And honestly, if you're that mentally soft, we don't want you on our roster anyways. Robin? Um, yeah, man. Uh, and, and I see somebody in here commenting, like, who, who are the big-time recruits? Are you kidding me? This is our best recruiting class coming up we've ever had. So y'all, y'all stop that. I mean, as far as that goes, the coaches, even Satterfield, I'm sure they're doing a great job on recruiting. I mean, we got Dante Reno coming in, and 
you know, Satterfield has seemed to be a great recruiter or whatnot, and people just, I don't know. I don't know what the recruits think about the man system. I can't get in there. They might love it. They might not. I mean, Spencer came here to play in the system. He's done nothing but defend that, you know, when he gets in the press conferences. He puts a lot of stuff on himself. Oh, this was on me. It wasn't on that. You know, you hear Lloyd saying the same thing. Hell, we don't, we don't know. But I will tell you this. Lloyd got the ball three times, man. And, 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 and it's like I said, we, we easily could have had 200 yards rushing in that game. But we're putting, you know, and no offense to CBS, why are we putting CBS in the game? You know, why, why do we have to force another player in? Why is our best playmaker not in from the beginning of the game, getting the ball in his hands? That just doesn't make sense. That's that situational stuff. That's that personnel usage we're all talking about. I think Spencer Rattler, and you go look at the stats, plays his best game of the entire season. He managed his pocket. He made very little uh, – I didn't really – he didn't make any big mistakes like we've seen out of him all year. He played his most amazing game. You go and look at the stats and go, oh, really? Look, here we have – this. there were some big drop passes. So, you know, you can give a little bit of leeway to Satterfield when you go, oh, well, you know, we could have had more yards in the passing game if those guys didn't drop passes, right? That's fine. I can get that. I, I can. I can. I can say that. I can give. I can give Sat a little defense there and say, "Hey, the passing plays were there. The receivers didn't make the plays, right?" But you cannot defend Marshawn Lloyd not getting the ball, but three times in the first half, and you can't defend lining up on first and second down and passing the ball over and over and over again and not even handing the ball off when we've been very strong in the run game against a team that's been very weak at defending the run. There's no reason we didn't have those 200 uh, rushing yards I had said that we were going to get. <laughs> Literally no reason we didn't have 200 rushing yards. Yeah. If you, if you could tell me the reason we didn't have that, then I, 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 don't know. I don't know what to say. You know what I mean? I, you'd, have to, you'd have to show me paper, breaking down a game, however you want to show it, where there's no reason we didn't get 200 rushing yards. We only had 286 total yards, Chris. 286 total yards. Yeah. Total. Total. Yeah. I I, I looked at the stats. I mean, and again, to, to the point about Satterfield, um, you know, I I will say this: even in the midst of four straight wins, um, I think my my biggest issue at this point with Satterfield would be situational play calling and just having awareness and unfortunately I just I'm not sure that's I don't think that's something you can teach you can't teach instinct you, you just can't you either got it or you don't and so I listen I, I'm I'm jubilant I'm ecstatic I'm on cloud nine and that's the emotion I'm leading with I can also acknowledge that probably for the long-term health of the program and what the program needs I, I think it probably would still be in the best interest uh to move on from sad after the season I, I just I think it's more than proven that personnel usage and situationally he lacks. I, I think we could do better. Let me just put it to you. That. It, it's, it's not like he's the worst, but I think we could do better. I trust Shane Beamer at the end of the day. If he, if he deemed that Sat was the guy for, you know, if he thinks we're just, we're, it's an execution issue more than a scheme issue. I, you know, I'm going to trust Shane Beamer. Uh, not doesn't mean I won't question it, but I'm going to trust Shane Beamer because what are the choice do I really have? But, you know, I, I think in the grand scheme of things, situationally is where I, I most scratch my head. Um, but obviously, I, I'm not going to here on this Monday lead with we won, but fire Marcus Satterfield. It's like, you know what, as long as we're winning games, we're doing enough to win, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to look at the bright side. I'm going to look at the positives. Hey, we did some things in the second half. 
uh, ran the football well, right, when we needed to run it, when we wanted to run it. That was the big takeaway in that game uh, offensively. But it's got to be better. I mean, there's no doubt. I, I mean, Shane Beamer's not an idiot. You know what I mean? He's, he's not a fool, you know. He knows it's got to be better, but he's not going to make a change going into game eight. He, he's not. So, again, I'm ecstatic. I think we got a great chance to be seven and two. I think we got a great chance to get to eight and four this year, which is what I predicted and what I hoped for. Um, even with that being said, though, I do believe he's sitting here today. Yes, I, I would say no doubt that, uh, you know, I, I think it's in the best interest of Gamecocks football after the season to, to make a change at OC. I, I do. I do. Because I think you've got to be better. Um, I think you got to be better. And I think you can be better. That's the biggest thing. I think you can be better. I, I think you can do better. No doubt. So, um, but yeah, like you mentioned, Mark, Marshawn Lloyd, there's no excuse. I mean, he's got to touch the football consistently. It's just, he's, he's got to be the focal point. I thought, like you mentioned, I thought Spencer Rattler played fine. I, I think if those, if those drops don't happen, the narrative around his game is much different than, than what it is today from some folks. Mm -hmm. I, I think we're talking about Ooh. how great he played and the, and the, and the beautiful deep balls he threw. I mean, he threw some, he threw some balls on Saturday night that, that, again, I looked at him and we're like, there's only a handful of guys that can make those throws realistically. And that's why he's out there. And that's why we wanted him so badly. So, I mean, that that ball to Jalen, listen, I, I know that that was a tough catch. I understand. Um, you know, he came down really hard. Oh, man, you're in the SEC. Like, you, you just – that's the plays you got to make. And that that was a beautifully thrown football. Beautifully thrown football. So, um, but, you know, it's not talked about because it wasn't caught. It wasn't completed. And, you know, it's not a highlight. Yeah. So. Jalen made those catches this year too, so I give him a little slack because I mean he's made some fire catches this year for sure. You know, he, you know, so it's like yeah, you know, I mean you're gonna try. I think it was more, you know, how when it happened, you know, and the fact that several other receivers were dropping pass and stuff. You know, I think it just kind of was like a fatality thing. Oh man, what a big drop for a touchdown! But when you look at it, the total picture. Jalen's really made some great plays this year, so it's hard to criticize him too hard on that one. Yeah, he should have called it. He should have called it. But, you know, it wasn't, wasn't the easiest bet. But, man, I mean, you know, as far as Rattler, yeah, the talent's there. It was so weird to listen to the commentators talking about this time, during this game, how he's got happy. They haven't said that all year. Nobody's brought that up. I've said it. Stephen Garcia said it. Other people have said it. He actually played better last night as far as that goes than at any other time in the season, and now they're bringing that up. It's like, and now other people are talking about it because the comment I, – I, I thought he commentated. I don't follow what they say directly. It's like I, I'll listen to him and be like, hey, you know, that's kind of a good point. Let's just like, kind of look at it, Miller. But, I mean, Spencer played a great game. Spencer played a really great game last night. And if that goes forward – now, here, here's my other thing. If, if – Things change. If the offense looks much better these last several games, if we get an upset on Clemson and the offense looks amazing or an upset on Tennessee, I don't fire that. You know, I don't fire that. If that situational play call looks better for the remainder of the season, I don't fire that. But if it doesn't improve from where it's at right now, because I've told you every time I've called in, I don't have an issue with his formations. I don't have an issue with the playbook. I don't have an issue with those things, I continue to say it's that situational play call. And like you just said, he's either going to have that instinct or he's not. And if you're not showing it by the end of this year, it's just going to be there, man. It don't matter how good the playbook is. 
Yeah, I mean, listen, I I don't have a bias or a preference of like who OC is. We all just want to see points on the board and offensive production, and our best players touch the football and feel like we're utilizing our talent to the to the greatest of our abilities. So, if that is Marcus Satterfield, I mean, I I would prefer that to happen. What you're saying, I'd prefer that to happen because um, I think he's recruiting pretty well. I mean, you look at the quarterbacks, the quarterback recruiting, and I, I think they're recruiting fairly well, but. Uh, you know, I, I trust Shane Beamer. He'll make the move again. Shane Beamer is not a fool. He, uh, you know, he, he sees it. He, I mean, he sees it much more than we do. So uh, I, I think what needs to happen will happen, whether it be Satterfield being retained or a move being made. I tend to think, barring Marcus Satterfield having just some change of, I, I don't know, some change happening with him internally, uh, I think probably there will be a change. But I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. We all just want to win and score points, and that's it. So. I've seen Nathan talking about the play design on Juju's fumble as a TV play. Now, hey, you can blame play calling there, but once again, situational. Why the hell is Juju in there and not Lloyd at that point in the game? Anyway, right. that's right. that's just mm-hmm. that that's that same thing. That yeah. comes back to that. You can blame the play call itself, but bigger the bigger issue there was Lloyd didn't even get in carries. In these situations, that just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. That's the part. It's just not making sense. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Chris, I'm, uh, I got to get back to work, buddy. Um, I got stuff to do this week. And I just wanted to, you know, I know everybody always thinks I'm defending that. And, you know, uh, that, that's, you know, continue to be my point this year. I, it's not, like I said, it's not the playbook. It's not necessarily the play design. It's the uh, personnel usage and the situational play calling continues to boggle me at times. You know, um, it is what it is. I think, man, I think we're going to have a great season. I, we could still do really good, man. I mean, you never know. We might get Tennessee. Season. I really think we got the next three. I really think we got the next three. I really do. Yeah. I just, I can't see, I don't see us losing. If we lose to Vandy or Mizzou, oh, my God. Okay, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. I'm done. But, you know, we should be Florida. Their, their rush defense is future this year. They, they have not been able to defend the run this year. And we have a very strong running game. So we should win the next three. And then we're at eight and four, where you and I had said. And then a chance to knock off one of these orange teams, man, could be huge. Mm. You know, it could be huge. Yeah, for sure. For sure, Bree. We'll we'll see how it plays out. I appreciate the call, though, as always. I'm sure it'll be fun. Later, buddy. I appreciate it. Take care. Great stuff. I know my guy Dave Garrick just tried to call in. Dave, you want to call back in? Phone in. Here's Dave. Dave, what's going on, man? How are you? Hey, man. I'm doing well. <clears throat> just jumped on. So I'm sure you've already covered it, but um, Chris, I I've you know that I've been a – I stood up for Satterfield, even picking at Robbie Davis about leaving Sat alone. I thought that with uh, Kitchens coming in that he'd have a good year this year. Um, but, I mean, we go up, we get the ball inside the five, three straight pass plays. Um, what really burns me is – it's like everybody in the stands and at home, and especially on A and M sideline. If it's if it's second and ten or second and eleven, we're running the ball. Yeah. 
And then the other thing that really griped me is um, we had the ball and the lead in the third quarter. We could have milked the clock and went into the fourth quarter. Instead, he calls a pass play where Rattler gets blindsided and shifts momentum. Um, yeah, I, I, to me, my opinion now, um, I tried to give him all the chances in the world. Um, I say we just let the contract run out and then move on. Yeah. Um, I no, I listen. I agree. I mean, I, I I think it's it's one of those things where I don't know that there's really even much debate and discussion anymore. I think Marcus. No, Sat- I, mean, I, I don't. Look, I don't think look, Sat's the worst, but he to me, my biggest problem no. with Sat is he lacks situational awareness, and that's an unforgivable right. sin in the SEC. It, it just. We can it, again. It's the thing. It's like it's like being in a relationship, right? It's like the person you're with and all that. But we can do better. We we can do better. I, I know we can do right. better. I I just I want to believe it. I have to believe it. I think we can do better. I, I don't think, you know, we're, we're Marcus Satterfield's not the end all be all when it comes to OC. Um, we can do better. So and, and that's that's what I expect to happen. When 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 Beamer gets in his the. His con his conference after the game, and he says, "Told us that we need to, to give the ball to somebody." He shouldn't have to freaking tell him that. I mean, and I'm sure he, uh, I'm sure anyway, he knows man, that too. I'm sure he knows that too. <laughs> you know. Yeah, you know, and Beamer's not stupid. Yeah, he's not. <laughs> um, it, he's a. Um, I fear he might be a little too loyal, but he's not stupid. Yeah. Um, but anyway, man, uh, hope to see you Saturday. And uh, appreciate what you do. And congrats on the sponsors, man. I'm, I'm so happy for you. I Talk to you later. Hey, thank you, Dave. I appreciate you, man. Always a pleasure chatting with you. Really, really good stuff. I appreciate Dave calling in. Um, remember the Big Cock Club, by the way, the TDC Questions channel, the Big Cock Club Discord is blowing up today. Join the Big Cock Club today. Uh, I have not scheduled it yet, but what y'all say? Hang out tomorrow night? Maybe, maybe we'll do a hang out tomorrow night. Uh, Becky, Re- Rebecca Mondays, it's a thing now. I, I'm not even, dude, I don't even think I'm going to, as long as y'all keep the phone lines hot, we, will, uh, we won't even roll into a break today. I say, why not? It's Victory Monday. We're celebrating together. Uh, Rebecca has not called in yet. We are waiting on the Rebecca call. It has become tradition at this point. Rebecca, you have to call in. You have to call in um, and celebrate. Celebrate your job. <sighs> Go on. Come on, Becky. Come on, Rebecca. To accept, press 1. Rebecca, what's going on? How are you? Good. So we did pretty good. I'm uh, I'm very happy about the game uh, Saturday. I'm happy as well. Uh, really tough takeoff yep. right there. I was going to say I'm happy as well. I'm happy to hear your voice because Mizzou's officially done for. I mean, that's, that's it. That's It's over. Go ahead and just go ahead and punch your ticket. Go ahead and take Cox minus five. Uh, Rebecca has called in. Yeah, that was a fun one. That was a fun one over the weekend. No. Um, 
Now Missouri can kiss our ass. You know what? Uh, they, they really can. Ms. Who? Yeah, they can kiss our ass. I love that. Yeah, they can. Missouri. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mizzou can indeed no, kiss we're our We're going to get them. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a fun one. Homecoming at Willie B. I would expect another sellout. I'd be shocked if it wasn't another sellout. Uh, yeah, it's going to be one hell of a time. Right. I was trying to tell you something on Friday, but I didn't get to. What's that? Um, my favorite second cousin from Aiken, South Carolina, is coming up on the weekend that we played Tennessee ball. They're going to have a well. A service thing from my great uncle that went to University of South Carolina you know, for Aiken right. for two years and for uh, um, and then he went another two years University of South Carolina they're going to spread his ashes on his mom and dad's grave so that weekend that they're going to bring him up and do that for the family and all. But I thought I'd tell everybody about that. Hopefully so that, that so one. That, so that's happening the weekend of the Tennessee game. Right. So will you be at the Tennessee game? That, I, I wish I would be at the game, but it's not going to be. They're going to spread his ashes up here in Tennessee. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, we will uh, So we will ho- hold it down for you. We will hold it down for you in Columbia. So. I, I, I wish I was in there, but I didn't know that my uh, – I didn't know my favorite second cousin was coming up until last week I found out and all the – Three girls is going to be up there, so uh, hmm. I, I hope we win. I hope my uncle Elsie would, uh, you know, do a victory for us. I know he's up there in a better place. You know, we got to win it for your uncle. We, we, we South Carolina's got to beat Tennessee for Rebecca's mm-hmm. uncle. Got to happen. Yeah, and my great aunt. My great aunt's up there, too. Hmm. Rebecca, the people want to know, by the way, what'd you name your rooster? I have no idea yet what I want to name him. I want to go with the word, I want to go with the name Cocky. But mm-hmm. I was going to ask, why not, you know, why not we have people that help me down in South Carolina? help me name the rooster and it can be a very special thing for me to have the name everybody to name it down there mm-hmm. and then do a poll out of the two favorite names and you uh, make a vote on it you know and then which one ever uh 
which one wins, we'll go with the one that wins. Okay. So, maybe we maybe we can do that on Twitter. I we'll think run, it, we'll run a poll. I like the name Cocky personally. I don't know. I, I like that. Simple to the point. Right. But you know, I would like to have something to do with South Carolina, you know, the name. Mm-hmm. To, you know, something to do with Aiken or something because, you know, my family's down there or something. Yeah, a Twitter poll would be good or a Facebook poll would be good if we could do that. Okay. But we're just trying to, trying to do that when we can. All right, but, we got you. We'll, we'll help you out. Um, we'll help you name it. <laughs> all right, and hopefully you can get that T-shirt up here before my second cousin gets up here because I wanted to see it. I got you. Know? you. Yeah, no, it, 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 I got you. I got you. We're in the works. I'll, I'll get that put together and sent out. You'll, you'll know when it's sent. All right, I appreciate it. Hmm. Go Gamecocks, beat Missouri. And they can kiss our ass. Guaranteed dub, Rebecca. I appreciate the call. Uh, Thank you. Appreciate you. I mean, that's it. That's 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 dub, folks. That's a guaranteed dub. Will Edwards, what's up, man? How are you? Doing good, man. How about you? Doing good. I'm doing fantastic. Uh, Chris, just a few things. Uh, Kind of my lunch break. Getting Mm -hmm. something to eat today. Uh, figured I'd call in. I, I was gonna shoot a text out, but I figured the lines were busy. First time calling in, by the way. So yeah. I love that. I love that. Um, yeah, yeah, man, yeah. Huge follower to show though. Um, kind of first big thing, you know. Shout out to the team and everything. You know, great win Saturday night. You know, I mean, you can't you can't not be happy for the guys, happy for the fans. You know, four four wins in a row. I mean, God, you, you know, that's that's awesome. Mm. Um, kind of my biggest take, you know, everybody bashing Satterfield, you know, it kind of seems like we're lost on offense, you know, from plays to plays. Um, kind of one thing, one big thing that I noticed from game to game, man, some of the passes, you know, rolling out the pocket and stuff like that, it seems like every pass play turns into a scramble drill. Um, you know, we made some, you know, some great quick back shoulder passes, um, but it just seems like, you know, watching other teams, you know, pass the ball. You know, they're hitting guys mid routes. We don't got a lot of that going on. It doesn't seem like. You know, what's what? You know, I was listening to the commentary too, watching the game, um, SEC Network. Listen, they go those guys talk. They kind of brought the topic up as well. Um, those guys were saying that actually Satterfield had to kind of dumb down the offense a little bit for Rattler. You know, he ran a different little scheme at Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. You know, things were a lot more simple. You know, could that be one of the things you think? Well, I, I'll tell you this. I don't put it 100% on Satterfield, right? I, I think uh, execution could be a lot better. Um, I think overall talent and personnel. You know, I, I think we got good players, but um, that could all be better too. But, again, my, my biggest issue is the, the situational awareness, right, the situational play calling. Um, you know, are, are we right. getting are, – are our receivers playing at an elite level? Did they do so on Saturday night? I don't think anybody would say yes. Um but, you know, what, what's happened with a guy like Jaheim Bell not touching the football has been shocking to me. You know, Marshawn Lloyd only touching it four times in the first half or three right. times or whatever it was, inexcusable. Um, the offensive line isn't always perfect. 
I just think the thing that that people I think the thing that people struggle with, and it's understandable, and I struggle with it too at times, is just are we getting the most out of the guys we have on the roster? And it's like a guy like Spencer Rattler, this isn't some five-star kid that, you know, we just feel like has got all the talent. We just hope he's going to play well. Like, Spencer Rattler has done it before. And I know you can trash him and what happened last year at Oklahoma, but, like, he's played really good football before. So he's got it in him, right? He's capable. Yeah, these quick back shorter passes, you know, a lot of, you know, Half your guys in, 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 at that level, you know, a lot of those guys can't make those throws. You know, over the top passes, we had to uh, just stagnate. You know, a lot of guys can't make those right. passes. Right, right. You know, not not yeah. bashing the guy at all. It just seems like we're not we're not meshing. It's like it's mm-hmm. at some plays, it's like it's, it's like it's not making sense to the guys, or it's like it's like we're getting lost on these fast plays, man. Yeah, that, that's probably one of my biggest frustrations watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's. Do you feel like you're getting the most? Do you feel like you're getting the right. most out of your talent? That's the biggest thing. So, and I don't think I think the answer is no. Yeah. I think the answer is no. Um, so I, I, you know, I think at the end of the day, like I said before, I'm I'm ecstatic. I'm giddy. I'm happy about the win. I'm I'm gonna leave with that emotion all week or most of the week. But uh, you know, offensively, it's got to get better. Uh, it's stating the obvious. So, um, yeah. I mean, I you know, if I mean, I, this is the college level. Maybe running an NFL offense isn't the answer. <laughs> I mean, like maybe. I mean, these are guys that have to go to my class fault, and they have social fault. lives, and they, they don't they don't have yeah. all the time in the world to learn an NFL scheme. Maybe that's what it is, you know. Right, uh, Chris. I appreciate it, man. I ain't gonna hold you up. I know you got a lot of calls, man. Hey, go cock cock by ninety spurs up, man. Have a good day. I appreciate it, man. Calling anytime. Thank you so much for the love. Uh, I've seen a couple people ask, by the way, about not kicking the field goal at the end of the game, and I see Savannah Webster commenting now, not kicking field goals, and we should. Seems to be a pattern. Yeah, you know what's funny, guys? I'll be honest, and I'm sure this is something that Shane Beamer will learn from, but that end-of-the-game situation, I wasn't even really thinking about it. I I was like, the game's over. I, I don't know. So, and that's why I'm not a head coach. Justin, what's going on, man? How are you? Hey, dude, Chris. I finally got through. Yeah, you finally got through, man. Yeah, phone line's ringing off the hook, brother. Good to hear from you. What's up? Yep. Hey, Chris, I was happy last night with five BT tags. Finally. Finally. It took yeah. a long time to beat these guys, you know? Yeah, man. I, I saw your video after the game. I appreciate you tagging me. Um, nah, I mean, it feels good. Yeah, just I, fi- finally we don't have to – you know, I'm just thinking about going into next summer and next preseason. I don't have to talk about the, the losing streak to Texas A&M anymore. So, um, yeah, it feels good to get that, that monkey-sized Aggie off our back and, and, and move on to better things and – uh, you just you don't like any of those type of streaks hanging over your uh, you know hanging over you. So, nah, I mean, it feels good to be good. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey Chris, thank you for liking me, man. And um, hey Chris, I don't have to talk about the Aggies no more. No losses. Thank Jesus, over. No more streaks. Yeah, no more streaks against the Aggies for sure. No more streaks. Yeah, and Chris, uh, far go, man. Um. Hey, man, the, the five kids, they be old Miss last night, man. Boy, the five kids don't quit, do they, Chris? They do not. They do not. Yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, I had LSU. Hey, I, I, I want to, by the way, give a little grief to, I think it was Coleman Hall or somebody in this chat that said uh, Ole Miss was going to go up and down the field in LSU. I had LSU minus two and a half, and sure enough, look what happened. So, uh, Vegas yeah. knows, man. Vegas knows. 
Yeah, and Chris, I had attitude too because I, I did a good job on that pick, you know. Yeah, no, you did. You did. You did. You did very well, my yep. friend. Yep. Thank you. Hey, Chris, uh, far go, man. Um, Dibble Fisher, look, I don't think he's going to get fouled because Chris, the buy is too high, you know. Yeah, dude, yeah, the buyout's ridiculous. $95 million? Yeah, there's no way he's going anywhere. But, you know, in college football, yeah. in college football, money isn't real. Like, honestly, just if they want to buy him out, they'll buy him out. <laughs> so, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Hey, good. Like I said, man, Jimbo Fisher, he, 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 he's, so, he's, he's so stubborn, you know that? Yeah. Yeah. No, he, he's, he's something else for sure. Yeah. Hey, Chris, and like, he can't get the, oh, he said when he was coming from Texas A&M, oh, Texas got more resources than the fourth set. Yeah, mm. I, I believe when I see it. Yeah, I believe it when I see it also, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. And right now, Chris, Jimbo Fisher, he hasn't shown me nothing yet. No, it's it's crazy. I mean, you know, I, I think they will at some point. I think at some point they'll have a pretty good team. They got tons of talent, but yeah, they're they're going through it right now. So going through it right now. Oh yeah, yeah. Wait, Chris. I thought you get fired because I said my I said my I said my speech for the Mizzou game Friday. I love it, Justin. I always appreciate you calling in, man. It's always a pleasure. Oh, you too. Take care, bro. Go Gamecocks. Yeah, man. Go Gamecocks. Appreciate you, Justin. We'll talk soon. Great stuff, guys. We got ten minutes to go. Again, eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. Like I mentioned, uh, no breaks. I, I know the phone lines ringing off the hook. I want to continue to hear from you. Again, it feels good to be good on this Monday. And there's, I've said that before, right? I've said that before. And it sometimes more than others, it feels good to be good today. It feels great. Feels great. It feels great. You can hear my voice. Um, I'm, I'm grateful to even have any of a voice left after Saturday night. I mean, dude, I, I basically lost it after the first play. I, I lost it after the kickoff. I, I mean, really, truly, that was uh, that was incredible, man. That was incredible. So, I mean, I, I will say. <laughs> to accept, press one. I think we got a, oh, all right, they hung up. Call back in if you like. Um, again, 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377. I think we also had a text as well. Let's see. You guys can text that number also. You guys can text that number also. Here we go. Seeing Tennessee fans. This is from Lexi. Seeing Tennessee fans all over our posts, everything, more than any of the fan base, everything, everywhere, all at once. We're doing something right. Shout out to the defense. Seeing ten- our Tonka back was fire. Go Cops. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it's really funny. It's it's funny to see all the slap dicks. And I, and I told you guys, there ain't a slap dick out there that can bring me down today. There ain't a slap dick out there that can bring me down. Um, after that win Saturday night, and it's just incredible. I mean, just absolutely incredible. Uh, let's see. We got a text here. Not sure who it's from, but it says, I'm all about doing whatever means necessary to win. And our boys showed that Saturday night. But it seems that every time we pass the ball, it's like a scrambled. Oh, I think this was uh, the guy that just called in. Okay, this is the guy that just called in. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, the offense has got to get better. I, th- there's that's that's obvious. I, the offense got to get better. Here, let's jump back to the phone lines. Zach, what's up, man? How are you? Good, man. How about you? I'm doing well. Appreciate you asking. What's up? I uh, just wanted to call in and say, uh, kind of echo a little bit of what Garcia was saying. I, I see Rattler has improved game after game, continues to look better. If you if you look back, he had five drop passes on Saturday. 
four were first downs. Three of them, one was a touchdown. Three were guaranteed first downs. I mean, and one of them, you know, had a little yards to gain. Yeah. Tough to get a rhythm going when you keep getting, you know, drop passes, especially if they're on third down, obviously it takes away. You put those stats together. If I looked at it, I watched the rewatch the game. If you take a stat line, 12 for 25, 168, if they catch those balls and immediately hit the ground, this stat line goes to 17 for 25 for 260. Yeah. It's completely changes the narrative around his game. Yeah, for sure. Right. And I mean, I just see a lot of rhetoric continuing around him to, you know, folks giving him a lot of the grief. And, you know, if you're going to give it all to him, you know, people are complaining bell dropped one of those and everyone wants to get him the ball. It's like, well, you know, things like that happen. I mean, I, it just seems like he looks more and more comfortable in the offense week after week and it, they still haven't clicked, but it seems to me that, uh, you know, it, it's, it's coming soon and it's coming at the right time. We, we've got a couple of games that should be a little bit easier for us to get going on the offense before a couple of games. And, and even Tennessee is not going to be difficult offensively. I wouldn't expect, but um it's coming at the right time to come down a, a tough stretch of three games at the end of the end of the year with you know that terrible color that we've got to face three in a row. Indeed, they they call it the orange crush part of the schedule. Hopefully, we're the ones crushing a lot of orange. So, uh, which we could, we could. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, you know, I, I think what you're seeing right now, my friend, you bring up a great point with and Stephen talks about it too. The confidence. Uh, you know, this team's not perfect, and, and nobody – I mean, nobody's perfect in college football, but a lot of teams are imperfect, and that's what I said is, like, these next couple of games, we're playing a bunch of very beatable, imperfect teams like ourselves. But the difference is you're seeing South Carolina play with a supreme confidence and belief, and that's making the difference, I think, or at least it's going a long way. I'm not just saying, well, if you just believe. I mean, that's the, that's the difference maker. But you got to believe it before it can happen, right? You got to manifest it and see it before it can happen. And this is a team, again, playing with great belief, with great confidence. They're starting to have some success to go along with that. And you couple confidence and success, and they go hand in hand. That starts a snowball effect. And from there, all bets are off. So uh, it's a lot of fun to watch when it's working out, when you have that supreme confidence and belief. And that's what Shane Beamer has inevitably brought to South Carolina football. Right. Absolutely. And you can see that even with the offensive line and Marshawn Lloyd, I mean, you know, Lloyd's getting a lot of credit and it's absolutely well-deserved. The dude has just been, uh, you know, put our team on his back, Yeah. but the offensive line, you know, they got a lot of, a lot of grief at the beginning of the year and they have significantly improved. And, you know, we're not allowing sacks every other play and you know, we're moving the ball with the run, which has allowed us to, to pass block better as well. So, um, you know, the, the entire team, especially the offense seems to be playing more confident, but I, I would say all three phases of the game heading into the next few games are very high, very highly confident. And, and I'm very positive of where this team's headed. Anyways, uh, thanks for taking the call. Thanks for the show. I appreciate the content you do and go Gamecocks. Hey, I appreciate you, man. Thanks so much for the kind words. Thanks so much for calling in. Yeah, definitely call in anytime. Uh, guys, four minutes to go. Uh, we had a couple missed calls. Actually had somebody from Johnson city, Tennessee. So, You'd like to call back in, get it in. We got a couple minutes. 843-790-33. Brandon, what's up, man? How are you? I'm doing good, man. How you doing, brother? I'm doing fantastic. What's going on? I you are, man. 
Listen, I just wanted to call in real quick, let you know a quick story. I'm a Tennessee fan, actually, living down in Myrtle Beach. Okay. And we went to the game, went to the game at Willie B last week. And uh, I got to say, man, place was electric, really, really electric, man. I was really taken aback by it, to be honest by it with you. And uh, I just, you know, I, I think you all really got a good thing going on, man. A lot of, I know that people are going to make fun of Beamer on, with, for especially Tennessee fans, about how he said, like, you know, we got a bunch of fighters. But y'all do, man. Y'all were fighting that whole game, man, just scrapping. And just, I got to give a lot of respect to y'all, man. So, I was treated with utmost kindness, man. I just want to call in and let y'all know y'all got a good thing going on. Don't let anybody tell you different, man. He's building a great foundation, and y'all should be damn proud of it. So that's all I had to say, brother. I appreciate it, man. Hey, looking forward to the game in late November. Yes, sir. Let's get it. Yeah, man. Appreciate you. Great stuff. And I, I will say this. Hey, Tennessee fan calling into the show on a Monday. Complimentary of the atmosphere. Will he be so complimentary if we whoop their ass? I don't know. I doubt it, but I do appreciate that. No, it's real, recognize, real, game, recognize, game. Uh, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that game. But obviously, that's down the road. Uh, that's quite a while from now. We, we, got a, we got a couple to go before that one. Um, here we go. I, I don't know why this person keeps calling and hanging up. I don't know what's going on. Um... Lex, I think I read your text, right? I think I read your text. Um, let's see. Guys, again, 158. I appreciate all the calls, man. Appreciate y'all calling in. Today was absolutely electric. Gad says in the TDC Questions channel, the Big Cock Club Discord, that uh, the two hours flew by here on this Monday. And, of course, on a victory Monday. On a victory Monday, man. Um you love to see it. It's an incredible day. I'm on cloud nine, like I said. Uh, how about South Carolina Vanderbilt, by the way, is a 7.30 kickoff in Nashville. How about that night game in Nashville for all of those who are going? Uh, should be a fun one. Really, really good stuff. Guys, also, by the way, check out the podcast that uh, dropped this morning. Episode 718, full breakdown of this weekend's game and really just a celebration podcast guys if you want to listen in i mean again I'm, I'm just literally celebrating i mean we break down the game we talk about it in its entirety but uh dude, it, it just just a great day to celebrate i mean listen there this team isn't perfect right there are deficiencies there are problems there's things that need to be fixed but man do not let that make you lose sight of hey we're sitting here at five and two ranked we're ranked in the top 25 first time since september of 2018, folks. Feels good to be good. It feels good to be good. Uh, again, guys, we're about to hit 2 o'clock. Be sure, in case you missed anything, check out the Daily Crow uh, on our TSUS podcast feed. You can go back and listen there. Also, Stephen Garcia's conversation will be available on YouTube and, of course, on that podcast feed. So you can go back and listen to that. We'll have tons of content bleeding out the eyeballs today clips from that conversation i highly suggest you all check out again guys thank y'all so much for tuning in what a monday show appreciate y'all y'all have a great rest of your monday and we will talk to you all tomorrow the headlines remind us daily the world is a dangerous place the elites in charge say everything's fine stop noticing but you know better 
and your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.